The Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. beginner today in three to four weeks you can improve your cardio fitness by about 20 to 30 percent yes you reap the benefits of a workout for up to 48 hours afterwards but you can lose half of your fitness if you don't train at all for a week Yes, this is Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab, I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah, I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. On this podcast, we give you evidence-based tools to reshape your relationship with exercise. We aren't promising to get you in the best shape of your life, (laughs) but we will help you get a little bit fitter and a little bit healthier. Yeah, we also like to have a bit of a laugh at some of the batshit crazy things we see in the fitness industry because, you know, if you don't laugh, um, you probably cry. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're so rare, though, to find these <laughs> ridiculous things. Oh, my God, I've been inundated with them this year. Yes. What well, have you, what have have you got for one. us? <laughs> I have a great one. I have a great one. So a couple of weeks ago, I got a text message from my sister-in-law Elle, uh, who I love dearly. Elle has appeared on this podcast many times. I've spoken about her all the time. Big shout out to beautiful Elle. And uh, and she sent me this text um, and it was sort of like a, what the fuck is this text? So in, <laughs> in her Twitter feed, she received a particular sponsored post. And this sponsored post, I won't name the company, but it's a wellness app. I'd never heard of this wellness app before. Obviously, they were supercharging their uh, uh, their advertising over well, the, that's the, it. the holiday period. It's been period. January. It's been January. We've got to we've got to prey on people's insecurities that's while it. they last. So it basically uh, the, the the tweet says, "Are you ready for changes? Take sixty second quiz and start your new life today." And it's hmm. a it's a poster uh, that says you can get a personalized workout plan in sixty seconds. Um, yep, yep. All which, sounds yep. very legit, super <laughs> legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You know, like if I'm coming to you for um, health advice, uh, I, I yes. want you to whip it up in, in 60 seconds. Six, 60 seconds or your money back. <laughs> That's when you know it's really um, tailored specifically to you and it's probably exactly what you need. Anyway, yep. so this, uh, this, this post came with an image uh, and uh, an image of five different cartoon-drawn <laughs> stomachs, mm-hmm. bellies, with a, a, a kind of a separate workout plan for each type of belly that you might right, have. Radio, you've just sent this to me. Let me have a let me have a geezer. <laughs> so Sarah, you could either have a stressed <laughs> stressed belly. <laughs> stressed belly Ooh. which looks like uh, a a potato. A potato? <laughs> Gluten belly looks like uh, just a, a spherical this- a rock hard spherical kind of Again, mm, they kind potato. of all do look like potatoes, <laughs> but hormonal belly looks like one belly on top of another belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, alcohol belly, um, sort of a combination between it's stress okay. belly and hormonal uh, belly. Hmm. That's yeah, horm- hormone and gluten or something. Yep. <laughs> and and my absolute favorite, and this is the one that Elle was over the moon about, uh, mummy belly. Mummy belly. Because... Mummy belly. Yes, I don't have children. <laughs> I kind of say I. that that's the if I if I'm 
you know, trying to work out which of my... Which of these grotesque <laughs> cartoon character what potato versions am I? <laughs> that don't look anything like a human and yeah. don't... <laughs> like, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm like a cross between like mummy belly and... Stress belly. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm mummy belly, hormonal belly. If only I had sixty <laughs> seconds. If only I had sixty seconds up my sleeve so that I could completely transform my life. I know, but also like, ugh, start your new life today, Sarah. But but also like the if you zoom in on the images, so like stressed belly comes with a oh Monday, God, Tuesday, Wednesday oh, workout plan. Oh, right, Monday is run twenty one minutes, twenty squats, twenty lunges, thirty second plank, forty second wall sit. That's Monday. Monday. So for alcohol belly, uh, Monday is run eighteen minutes, forty squats, forty lunges, sixty second plank, twenty push ups, sixty <laughs> second wall sit. Like if you're going from man, nothing, I'm way too I'm way too hungover with my alcohol <laughs> belly to <laughs> to manage any of Just that. Just get the fuck out. What? Seriously. Absolute trollop. Right. So the, the text message from Elle said, this makes me want to hurl my phone onto the train tracks. Why am I getting this shit advertised to me? Mummy belly. Cheers, guys. And then she also said, I'm not sure how you could avoid having at least one of these at any given time. <laughs> exactly. Because we're well, at different just, points. We're going to be stressed, hormonal. We're going to have some I think, gluten. We I was might have say, some you alcohol. Just need to be, you just need to be a very chilled out man that doesn't <laughs> eat wheat. <laughs> That's uh, the thing. I don't see Daddy's daddy belly on this list. Has testicles removed <laughs> and, uh, and is a teetotaler. Correct. 60 seconds. Boom, I did it. <laughs> and I said, but Elle, come on. You can take the 60-second quiz and start your new life today. And she said, shame I can't see my phone over my mummy belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love that woman. Me well, too. But also just I, a reminder that all this shit yeah. is absolutely awful and totally mm. tailored at making you feel terrible about yourself. Yeah. And again, it's it's about a, attaching the way you look and how your body is in space and time and, you know, a, d- tying that directly with, with exercise. And no, just yeah. no. Also, like, legitimately, and, and oh, I don't know, if, if you have a problem with alcohol or gluten, then maybe you kind of need to address those issues. Like, you can't plank your way out of alcoholism. Come on. Plank your way out of celiac disease. Yeah, yeah. Just, come on, give me 20 squats. It was a wellness app, I will say mm. that. And as we know, um, there's varying levels of scientific uh, evidence to back up certain wellness trends. <laughs> you are choosing your words carefully, my love. I don't want that to. Uh, I don't want the wellness community to be uh, knocking on well, the door. Oh, who cares? Whatever. Like, stop, stop spreading bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, stop, and stop making women feel bad about themselves. I was going to say. Leave the bullshit behind so that we can stop feeling shame about having actual bodies that do actual things. Mm. <sighs> anyway, fitness mm. industry bullshit. Uh, if you are, if you find any other amazing, ridiculous, <laughs> just totally brainwashing nonsense <laughs> from the fitness industry that uh, that you think. Gab and I might have a bit of a giggle at. Please uh, email us. Email us, womenlikeyoupodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. this is a, a podcast to help women get a little bit fitter. As you said in our introduction, we're not promising that you're going to be in the best shape of your life after listening to our advice, but, you know, we're here to help you get a little bit fitter, a little bit healthier. A little bit. Little mm. bit. Um, can you remember... <sighs> The last time that you were, you actually felt reasonably fit. 
probably, uh, let's say, late December. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you also have had COVID, so. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, still fitness, I guess there's a a spectrum of what is fitness. But, yeah, I think I was pretty fit. My heart rate has been as low as it's ever been in that kind of lead up to Christmas. Oh, wow. It's all gone a bit haywire since since COVID. COVID, Not haywire, it's just I've. (laughs) I think I've probably lost some fitness because I have done sweet FA in the last month. But, um, yeah, I'd say, you know, reasonably fit. If the question was reasonably fit, then I'll go with December. December. Lock it in. Lock it in, Gab. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, if I'm honest, if I'm really honest with myself, I don't think I've ever felt fit, whatever, you know, like fit in terms of like not struggling with cardiovascular exercise since probably high school, like since Mm -hmm. being a kid who consistently went to swimming training. Um, that's probably the only time I've actually yeah. felt fit in my life. Well, I mean, I struggled with it consistently through high school. So yeah, it's, yeah. I, and I think that's, you know, it's, it's as much, you know, do you feel fit as kind of do you identify with being a fit person? And because that's just never been in my vocabulary. So true. I, I think that there's probably been times that you and I have both been fitter than we, than we think. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is fitness, doctor? Like, how do we get it and how do we lose it? Well, I think to understand how we lose fitness, it definitely helps to have an understanding of how we become fit in the first place. And I think fitness has two main components. So you've got your cardiovascular fitness and also muscular strength. And the key to improving either of these is to exceed what's known as the habitual load. So that means doing more than our body is used to. Um, The stress that this has on our body makes us adapt and become more tolerant, and that ultimately will lead to higher fitness levels. The time it takes to get fit depends on like numerous factors, including obviously how fit you were to begin with, um, your age, how how hard you are training, um, and even the environment that you're exercising in. So there are certainly some studies that show that, you know, trying to work out in really hot environments or polluted environments can absolutely affect your physiological response to exercise. But some studies have shown that even just six sessions of interval training can lead to an increase in your maximal oxygen uptake. That's your VO2 max, a concept that we introduced uh, in an episode last year about whether it's better to do cardio or strength training. It's Mm -hmm. a good episode. You can Mm -hmm. go back and have a listen. Good plug. Good plug. Yep. In podcast plug for your own podcast. Okay. (laughs) Join us now. Um, (laughs) So your VO2 max is essentially a measure of your overall fitness and how effectively and efficiently your body is able to fuel itself using the stored energy in our cells during exercise. So VO2 max. Okay. VO2 max. So, yeah, think about your habitual load. So that's what your what your muscles and your heart are used to doing day in, day out, and then increasing that load by doing more cardio or more strength training. And that will lead to adaptions in your body that will become more tolerant and you'll get fitter. Okay. That's interesting. So presumably, yeah, if, if you don't ever exceed your habitual load... I guess that means it potentially, yeah, you're not increasing your fitness. Yeah, and you're or and you're, you're doing and it you much, may well, much more slowly. <laughs> yeah, and and that that's probably a great way to maintain your fitness. Mm. Like if you if you're excellently fit or you're as fit as you wish to be and want to be because you're not training for the Olympics, you don't have any any you know long term exercise or fitness goals, and you're just trying to maintain some healthy activity in your life. Um, 
then you might not need to massively increase your habitual load. But if you are looking to increase your fitness, if you're starting off at a bit of a lower level, if you're getting into exercise for the first time, or if, like we discussed in last week's episode, you're starting to reintegrate some exercise after a period of you know, illness or infection, then a gradual increase in that habitual load will ultimately lead to increased cardiovascular fitness and increased muscular strength, depending on the types of exercise that you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, that episode last week, um, which was, you know, about coming back to exercise after an illness like COVID, which is basically the spicy cough, the spicy cough which is basically where you're at right now. Mm. Um, how quickly do you lose fitness if you stop exercising? Well, reasonably, reasonably quickly, I, oh. I would suggest. Is the, <laughs> well, that's not I would fair. It's so answer. damn hard to get it. And uh, then would, now you're telling me it just yeah. backs off as soon as you stop. <laughs> Colloquially, that's uh, and from an individual <laughs> perspective, uh, that's that's how it's feeling. Your fitness um, fucks off as soon as you stop. <laughs> thanks, fitness. Well, I mean, if you consider what my habitual load was during my 13 days of isolation, it's pretty low. Pretty low. <laughs> she low. She low. Hor- horizontal. Horizontal. Yeah, load. Exactly. <laughs> my horizontal load. As it should have been. (laughs) Uh, There's a great uh, ABC article and uh, and there was a sports scientist um, that was quoted in this article, Dr. Batagi. Um, Basically, Dr. Batagi outlined that, yes, you reap the benefits of a workout for up to 48 hours afterwards, but you can lose half of your fitness if you don't train at all for a week. Half of your fitness. And that doesn't matter if you're a marathon runner or someone like me that goes walking. It it doesn't necessarily matter what your what your baseline fitness was, but you can theoretically lose up to half of that fitness if you stop exercising for a week. Having said that, the fitter that you are before you take a break, the slower your fitness loss will be. Okay. All right. I mean, having said that, we should also preface this with um, if you are sick, oh. you absolutely should not be exercising. Do not. Do not exercise whilst you're sick. I know. This, is, this is more for, you know, if you are really lacking motivation and, you know, you, you're taking some time off, um, which is something that you and I have dealt with our entire adult lives in terms of struggling with fitness and struggling to be people who exercise on the reg. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you're just having one of those, those, uh, you know, um, no motivation breaks where you're like, nah, yeah. I'm not even thinking about exercise for like three months. It's yes. you, you, you're you losing you, your, you, any you fitness doing, you had, you're losing it fast, You are baby. doing yourself a disservice in that setting. But as you said, if you are taking a break from your exercise program because you're actually, you, you know, you've been physically unwell, you've been, you know, sick with an infection or you've got some kind of an underlying inflammatory condition, then no, that is not the time to uh, to get stuck in. But regardless, when you stop exercising, there will be a loss of fitness. And I mean, that's, I think that's fairly intuitive. So is there a difference between, like, is there a type of fitness that you lose faster than the other? Well, according to uh, Dr. Patagi, your cardio fitness will be the first thing that goes and you'll notice that drop off quite quickly. And And I think I noticed that the other day when I uh, when I inadvertently uh, got stuck into those stairs at the uh, train station one week post being back at work following COVID. And I got to the top of the stairs. I was like, I am more puffed than usual. So I think most of us will recognise that you'll lose some cardio fitness before you notice, you know, other things drop off. And that's also but- probably why when you – if you are someone who, are like, runs 
once every couple of weeks or once a month um, and sort of beat yourself up because running always feels shit. Yes. It's because any yes. fitness that you might have been able to develop if you, yeah, don't kind of keep, keep plugging away at it um, by the next time you go to, to exert yourself at a higher level than mm. your habitual load, uh, yeah, it's still going to feel like shit. It's never going to improve. Yeah. And and so, you know, I think that if you are if you are a runner you, you know, or, or a, a person that would like to become a runner, um, you're better off doing regular shorter runs than thrashing out a massive run once a fortnight or once a month if you're wow. not doing a lot of other cardiovascular exercise in the interims. Yeah, wow. And so then what about strength? So, like, obviously cardio fitness drops off pretty quickly. Yeah, strength training and, and your, your muscular strength will typically drop off a little bit slower. So within two weeks you'll probably start to show about a 7 to 10% loss in strength levels. And, and data suggests that after three months without doing any strength training, you'll lose at least 70% of the adaptation that you had built through your previous exercise. Whoa. I mean, I know. <laughs> I mean, I've, never, I've never been someone who's like done strength training that consistently anyway, so I'm not so devastated about that. But I think if I had been someone who, yeah, who really tried to kind of get some gains at the gym and like really you know, <laughs> work out well, yeah. some strength that I took like three months off, I'd be pretty, pretty devastated with a yeah. 70%. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done, I haven't done really any upper body, upper body work for since, oh, since before Christmas. Um, and, I'm not about to start at the moment because I'm still only a couple of weeks post-COVID. Yes. Um, but I am sure that my that my downward dog and my chaturanga will have suffered. <laughs> but, you know, we'll we'll take that. Take it slow, baby. Well, mm. I mean, the, the good news is uh, when we were digging into, you know, what is fitness, how quickly can you lose it, how quick, you know, can you get it back or, you know, yes. how quickly can you develop it? This is what I'm interested in because yeah. I'm also <laughs> slightly anxious that I felt the fittest I've felt in my life come December and now it's... COVID it's, has derailed it's, you. It's all yep. gone. Yeah. I'm, yep. I'm back to diddly squat. How long is it going to take me to uh, to make some of those gains back again? It's actually not that long. It's It's pretty exciting. The good news is the less fit you are... <laughs> when you start, the bigger results you'll see in the first 12 weeks. So if you are literally nice, nice, at nice. yeah, literally at beginner level, you know, you're you're thinking about starting a fitness journey now, today, and you've done nothing consistently for the last few months or the last few years or whatever, mm-hmm. or your entire adult life. I was um, gonna say me up until the age of about 42. <laughs> yep, exactly. And and yeah, I'm exactly the same, exactly the same boat as you. You will actually see results in the first 12 weeks. And a beginner, an an absolute beginner can actually double their strength in this time. I've got double aeroplane going over. It's a very busy, uh, f- you know, flight path tonight in, in Sydney. People are coming and going like there's no tomorrow. Yes, you can double your strength in 12 weeks for That's cardio. Exciting. Yeah, for cardio, yeah. Um, we talked about that VO2 max before. You can improve your VO2, your maximum rate of oxygen consumption, by 20 to 30 percent in about three to four weeks. And the way to do that is interval training. So just think about this. If you're starting absolute beginner today, in three to four weeks, you can improve your cardio fitness by about 20 to 30%. It's not, that's, that's not incredible. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, but but it obviously that the it, the key thing there is interval training is, is what's going to get you that fitness mm. faster. So when we talk about interval training, we're talking about alternating between short bursts of intense exercise and brief periods of rest or less intense exercise. Um, and 
interestingly, I found an article from the Harvard Medical School uh, who had some great suggestions for what some interval training, you know, some easy, relatively easy interval training um, types of exercises could be that you could start to incorporate if you want to kind of build that fitness quickly. So if you're right, a swimmer- hit me, hit me with some options. If you're a swimmer, um, you can swim. Basically, the aim is to swim one lap as fast as you can and then rest for about the same time as it took you to swim that fast lap. And then you just repeat okay. that. Okay. Um, if you're a runner, you want to run at a faster pace for a minute and then rest and then repeat. Uh, if you're into walking, if walking's where you're at at the moment, try to walk as fast as you can for a minute or two and then walk at a leisurely pace for that same period. Obviously, repeat that. The key is intervals. You're kind of going fast, slow, fast, slow, over and over. Um, if you're someone who goes to the gym, gym machines like treadmills, elliptical trainers, stationary bikes, all that kind of stuff, they often have a built-in interval training function. You could actually just, you know, work on one of those um, pre-programmed things that they have um, to put you through your paces. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess the great benefit of interval training is when you're time poor, which let's face it, is most women, mm-hmm. if there is a way that you can get more fitness out of less time, I mean, that's ultimately a good thing. Yeah. Isn't that the dream? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Isn't um, that the dream? And interval training is a way that you can do that. So you can actually reduce, say, a 30-minute moderate workout to say 15 or 20 minutes of interval training and still get the same cardiovascular benefits. Yes. I love that. I, I love interval training. Oh, I guess love's a strong word. <laughs> I say, whoa, pop the brakes, pop the brakes. In comparison to endurance sports because right. I have I have no interest, no capacity. I I just and no time ultimately. Um so I I in I prefer. That's the word. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> I have a preference I, for. Yep. I prefer interval training because I also I kind of have the mindset that with say interval training with running where you do, you know, you run for a minute and then you take a rest. Mentally, I can do anything for a minute. Mm-hmm. Particularly if I know that I can have a sweet little rest afterwards. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you tell me that I need to go for a half an hour run, I won't uh, do it. No. Yeah. But if you, you know, if I'm out walking and I can see, you know, the post office box, you know, up a block ahead, then I'll run to there. And then, you know, you might, I might do probably three 20 second bursts of running in a walk, but it's, you know, that those intervals are going to have a really potent effect on your, on your VO2 max, your cardiovascular fitness without the, the huge time investment. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, in terms of like, okay, you know, swim one lap as fast as you can, rest one lap, um, you'll go slow one lap, you know, the same thing with running or walking or, or gym machines mm. or whatever. Um, if, you're, if you're going, yeah, that's all very well, but how long do I have to, how many intervals do I have to do? How, how long do I have to keep doing that? Literally 15 to 20 minutes of, of that is going to get you the same benefits as say 30 minutes of uh, moderate walking. Mm. Um, so that's how, however many intervals you fit in that time. Um is the way to do it. And remember, like when we're saying like swim as fast as you can, you don't have to, you're not, that doesn't mean that you have to be. You don't have to be in Thorpe. Thorpe. Yeah. (laughs) Swimming one lap as fast as you can is going to see you kind of increase your fitness, your cardiovascular fitness, because you're swimming faster, as fast as you can. And then you're kind of alternating that with, you know, then taking it slow and then doing that again. And and eventually you'll find that you will get faster, but you're sort of building that up slowly, but you're getting fitter faster, which is ultimately awesome. 
And if you are new to interval training, you can, you know, we're talking about, you know, the 30 minutes of moderate workout versus 15 to 20 minutes of interval training. You know, if you are new to interval training or you're starting a fitness program from scratch this year and you don't feel like you've got a lot of fitness and you don't have a lot of confidence in your fitness, then then by all means do your 30-minute workout and and add like two minutes of intervals yep. into there with two little minutes of rest. And then next week, see if you can do four minutes of intervals and four minutes of rest within your 30 minutes. And, and, you know, gradually add these intervals in. You don't have to start off with 20 minutes of high-intensity interval training and running in the park if you just don't have the physical capacity or the confidence to do mm. it yet. Or the, but, energy, uh, or, or the energy or, or the inclination yeah, or tired, any you desire haven't slept well, yeah, Life is busy, like all of those yeah. things, yes. Absolutely, 100%. But also, yeah, we should obviously preface all of this with, you know, if you have heart disease or high blood pressure or any other kind of underlying health condition Please talk to your doctor first before and starting any interval exactly. training. <laughs> and if it's been if it's been a while since you've done any exercise, then yeah, just pop in pop into your GP, sit down, get your blood pressure checked. If there's any you know cardiovascular history in your family, you know have a chat to them, and uh, and just make sure that you are approaching everything really safely. And remember, you can take the sixty second quiz and start your new life today. <laughs> See what shaped potato belly you have. <laughs> potato belly. I'm a kiffler. <laughs> I'm a chat potato. <laughs> the only two potatoes I can think of. This weekend Desiree. I will be I will be an alcohol potato. <laughs> what is that? Just, potatoes, yeah, you? just vodka. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, I think we could. Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Cavallari. Thank you for listening and sharing our little pod. You can follow us on socials. Just search for Women Like You podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And please, if you can, if you've got time, leave us a review so that other women can find our pod. Um, And you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. That's our website, womenlikeyoupodcast.com. Yeah, you'll get a sweet little newsletter in your inbox. It's not too long and uh, it will help you be a bigger part of our community. Yes. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gab. And uh, next week, Doctor, what should my vitals look like? Forget body transformations. What are the good health markers we should be aiming for? So we're going to take a look at things like blood pressure, cholesterol profile, insulin, sugars, We'll, we'll give you some we'll give you some numbers to aim for yes that have nothing to do with how toned your abs are or how flat your belly is or absolutely how, how much of a thigh gap you have or whatever else yeah these are, these are the measurements that you should be focusing on awesome i love you i love you too should we do this again next week yeah yeah i'll see yeah. you then yeah all right see you potato <laughs> potato <laughs> belly <sighs> Mine's more like a sweet potato. Sweet. (laughs) I'm like a wedge. How do you feel about a wedge? (laughs) Just want to be thin enough so that the app thinks I'm a shoe fry. Shoe string. Shoe string. Sometimes I feel like a mashed potato. (laughs) We've officially lost the plot. We have. Potatoes are done. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.